You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another edition of Spits and Suds. Thank you so much for supporting DFW's Top Stars podcast. 105.3 The Fan, I'm Gavin Spittle, and I'm joined by EP Ringside, Shap Shots, D Magazine, the name of his book, We Win Here. He's in a movie. He does it all. It's our NHL insider, Sean Shapiro. I love these Friday visits. How are you, Sean? I'm doing really well, man. It's uh, it's good. It's uh, it's, I appreciate the uh, the intros you give. I always love these. I, I love these Friday visits, too. So it's uh, it's good to be on today. Man, I love being your hype man. And uh, <laughs> for those, I just wanted to highlight, uh, I did get a couple like, hey, you didn't do a Spits and Suds post game. Hey, thanks for uh, paying attention to that. Sometimes on Thursdays when there are Thursday night games, if I know I'm going to talk to Sean in the morning, it just, you know, it, I don't know if it's necessarily worth it. But more importantly, I watched that game and I said, I'm going to hold my opinion until we talk to Sean and we won't talk about it long. Um, but I wanted to get your thoughts, uh, Sean, on uh, on last night and then I'll give my thoughts. And then we got a lot of other cool stars topics to talk about. Yeah, so I, I went through and, and rewatched this one this morning or watched this one this morning because I didn't watch it live. So I went through watch this morning. Um, one of the beauties of watching the game the next morning is you can fast forward through commercials and get through it rather quickly. Um, and. This was, I mean, it was a stinker, call it, call a spade a spade. It was a stinker, but it was also like, it's one of those games where I, I don't think the reaction um, I saw on social media and other places merited the moment of chaos, right? Like stars have lost a couple games in a row this week, right? I think they were the better team the two prior games of the week against in, in Boston and in, in New York. They got they got goalied. They go to Ottawa and had a rough night. They've had rough nights in Ottawa's for seven years. I think I sent you the clip. I mean, they've lost. I, it's a weird, like, quirk in Stars history. Up until 2017, they were very good in Ottawa. They were 10 uh, 10-1-4 and four all time on the road in Ottawa. And that includes... Two games as in 2017, Yuri Hoodler scores into his own net uh, in a game at Ottawa on a, on a delayed penalty. And since the Stars have been 0-7 and uh, have 0-7 in Ottawa, uh, it's just been it's been a weird place that the Stars have struggled. I was texting with our pal Robert Tiffin this morning. We were joking that maybe next morning skate in Ottawa, they should go find the exact spot where Yuri Hoodler did the drop pass into his own net and uh, like do like a seance or something like that to kind of <laughs> exercise the ghosts of Ottawa. But it's uh, to me, this game, it, it's a sucky performance, but it's also to me, it's not a referendum on the season or something bigger at the same time. Yeah. 
I mean, I agree. Um, and I do appreciate this tweet that I got from uh, Jason Rosenbaum last night. I know we still have a third period to go, but, man, you were right about Ottawa being a problem for the Stars. Can't wait to hear the post game after the game. So we're bringing it to you now, and uh, I just think Ottawa is a bad matchup, and you still have to win those games. But mm-hmm. I've watched too many Ottawa-Dallas games and seen stylistically that I just don't think it's a good matchup. So I think no matter what the situation, even if you get two points, Ottawa's going to you know bring their A game against you and we saw that earlier in the year at the AAC where Ottawa, Ottawa almost pulled off a, a win there. But let me just say this, Sean, and this is nothing like Pete DeBoer clearly stated after the game. From puck drop, we were not good. And mm-hmm. that he was very direct on the post game, and I appreciate that about the coach. Um, but I think sometimes people see the record and the team and the history, Sean, and they say... Uh, that's a guaranteed two points, and and there's no and, and then there's no guaranteed right. two points in the NHL. Absolutely, none at all. Absolutely. And if you, I, I just Spitz and Suds listeners, if you got a second, just pull up Ottawa's roster and then tell me, would you want players like this? And I'm pretty much saying, how many, Sean? Do you think seven, eight, maybe nine players? I mean, if you're looking at a team, yeah, like you go through and you're like, okay, there's there's pieces there. Yeah, this is a exactly. team people thought was going to be a playoff team. Yes. Like Brady Kachuk's going to be a top six guy for Team USA next year. Like, right. This is a this is there's some really good pieces in Ottawa. Yeah, and um, and the thing that scared me also is when they played at the AAC, that was out without Thomas Shabbat, and mm-hmm. we see how effective he is. So, um, I just you know, I mean, listen, the Stars needed to show up last night and. One of the things that bugs me about this team is is I feel as though sometimes in that one dimension they have, to me, is elite in the NHL, their speed and their skill level. But to me, games like this, this is when I need a Yanni Gore. This is where I wish kind of Ty DeLandry or somebody would just muck it up in front of the net. Similar to what happened on Monday in Boston, clearly uh, under you know underhanded as far as personnel is concerned, however, came out basic hard checking, you know deep forecheck really gave the Boston defensemen issues, and I love that because they changed their game due to the personnel on the ice, and sometimes you have to do that, and I just felt as though the stars kind of just went through the motions last night. Yeah, and it's an 82-game season. I mean, at the end of the day, the goal is not to win the President's Trophy and to be the regular season champion. Obviously, that's a nice thing if you do that. But the goal, it's it's an 82-game regular season, and it's a Thursday night in Ottawa. And it's... let's Let's be clear on something else, too, here, Gavin. For the Stars, obviously, they're in a pretty hectic Central Division race and everything like that, and everything's, uh, and, but for the Senators, they're a team that there's two driving, motivating factors happening with that group right now. First of all, they're second to last in the Eastern Conference. They're not good this year in the standings, they're not. Yep. But there's a lot of the guys on that team that are, it's kind of that spot where the switch has flipped, where they're playing for a lot of the guys on that team are playing for their next job. And whether that job is in Ottawa, 
with the current coaching staff there and the team that's going through some changes, or maybe for to impress someone else to get moved at the deadline. It's, it's, it's not an excuse, but it's just a reality that I think sometimes we forget that there are human beings that play these hockey games. Yep. And for the Ottawa senators last night, that game meant more to them than it did to the Dallas stars. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not using that as an excuse. These they both, both teams are paid to play the game, but at the end of the day, the Ottawa Senators players, there's so it's just like earlier this week. The Stars go into Boston and New York. Two games where I think the Stars were the better team, honestly, against Boston and New York. They just got goalied. If those two games flip the other way, we're not talking about this Ottawa game at all, and we're just flushing it completely. Completely. So yeah, yeah. That's how I that's why I look at this. No, absolutely. I mean, there, there, there are larger arcing things we can talk about, and we're gonna yeah. have those conversations on this on this podcast as we go forward. But like this this Ottawa game to me, this is not the referendum for a oh no, oh no, it's not gonna work this year. Ah, that's that's not what this is. Right. Yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Absolutely. And if you're an Ottawa fan, this drives you absolutely crazy what I'm about to say. And just be glad your Dallas Stars aren't like this because at one time they were. Um, They're just much more consistent than the roller coaster ride we used to be on. Yeah. Here it is. Beat in the Battle of Ontario. Beat the Maple Leafs. Beat the Jackets. All right, we got some momentum. Then get smothered by the Ducks 5 to 1. Then lose to the Blackhawks 3 to 2. And then they're going to Florida. Oh yeah, we'll just beat the Lightning and then take the Panthers to overtime and then beat the Stars. I mean, you just don't know what Ottawa team shows up, but clearly they have the talent. And I don't mean to make it an Ottawa thing, but I'm just trying to tell Spitz and Suds listeners, you're right, it is just a game, and let's put it together for Carolina, and I'm glad Pete DeBoer, certainly I'm sure he'll be on the boys, and uh, hopefully we see. I would love to see, because it's something you and I talk about, Sean, a fast start on Saturday night would be good to see. 100%. Yeah, yeah, 100%. absolutely. Okay, some cool things came up during the week, but I really haven't talked to you, Sean, since yeah. the injuries as far as take us behind the scenes. Do you feel as though the recent injuries changes the Stars and Jim Nils' philosophy with about two weeks left before the trade deadline as far as pieces that need to be acquired? Um. So for me, I, I look at this where from the defensive side first, right? So the Stars played a, a game this week on Monday um, between the injury to Yanni Hakeba and Nils Lundqvist and then the uh, Miro Hishkinen, um being out Monday's game. They played a game with Derek Pouillat and Alex Petrovic in the lineup on Monday. And obviously um, Miro was back in the lineup on Tuesday and Thursday, but still you're looking at your depth has been hurt on defense. And We've talked on this show and before, and I, I really think the stars need to be in the Sean Walker, Chris Tanev discussions. I, I really think that's something, a path they need to be going down. Because um, we know, for example, like we said five seconds ago, we said, don't worry about the Ottawa Senators or whatever, right? Like it's, that's a team that, you, but we do know, for example, 
at the end of the line, at some point, you're going to run into Vegas. Vegas is going to make their move at the deadline. We've already, they've, they've already, we know it's going to happen. They're always active at the deadline. To me, this is the space where, from the Stars' injury perspective, I think what's happened this week and looking around, I think it's more likely to push Jim Nill into making a move. Jim Nill is a very conservative manager in his moves, but he does like to make a move a season. If you if you if you really think about it, people say he doesn't do stuff, but like even last year, the, the trade flipping uh, uh, Dad Guriano for Dad and off, bringing in Max Domi, um, he doesn't like moving first round picks, and I think that's one of the reasons you're going to see the Stars being patient in how they approach this market. But I I do think the Stars will add a defenseman before the deadline. Um, I don't see how they don't, honestly. I think it's going to happen. We will, um, it'd be interesting to see what the price is and, and how they go about it. And I think that's kind of why there's been, everything's kind of slow playing right now because there's too many contenders. There's, there's frankly too many contenders. So there's like the, um, there's, if I'm a buyer, right? If I'm a seller right now, why am I going to, unless someone's going to blow me away with an offer, I'm just going to hold, 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 hold and see what happens. Yeah. So I think the stars, the actions this week, looking around the league, I think they will. I believe they are in the market to go get a defenseman before the deadline. I think Tanev or Sean Walker is the right answer. Um, it might not be one of those guys. It might be another guy, but I do think they go and, and they make that move. Um, it's, it's, it's funny. Cause like I was in a conversation on, on, on Twitter about this before people were like, Oh, um, somebody brought up the, um, there's a hypothetical trade on NHL network yesterday, um, where it was like, a Delandria and a second, um, with salary retained by Calgary for, for Tanev. And, uh, Elliot Friedman said on the show that he has a hard time seeing the stars include Delandria in a rental. And I actually, um, I've actually heard similar things. Like I know the stars management is very high on Delandria as part of, as a cost controlled asset for the future that really works well, whether you agree or not as a listener, that's the right approach or not. I'm not saying that's a, my opinion. I'm just saying this is the reality of how it is. And so I think the stars right now are in that spot where they have to take a hard look in the mirror of which pieces they're willing to bring to the table for trades. And I think this brings us to our, our next great point, Gavin, if I've done my segue in the right way here. Always. <laughs> <laughs>